0: It's time to pick up
1: the call, Answer that call. This call is your calling and you can't hide from it or ignore it. That passion you have to help people and make
0: a difference isn't going anywhere. You deserve to get paid and paid well doing
1: work you love and changing lives. Everything in your life has led you here. And now we're here to help you figure out how to make your destiny your reality. Welcome to Six Figure Certified Coach, the podcast hosted by Inner Glow Circle. IGC is an internationally accredited life coaching school created to take your existing professional skills, paired with your life experience, and turn it into a six-figure coaching business. We've trained thousands of successful coaches, and now it's your turn. Let's get focused, get real, and get you six-figure certified.
0: Big thank you to Paperbell, our podcast sponsor. Paperbell is the new tool that powers your online coaching business. Paperbell handles your payments, appointment scheduling, sending files to your clients, contract signing, and more. You can get started with a free account at paperbell.com slash podcast.
1: Welcome to another episode of the Six Figure Certified Coach Podcast. I'm Olivia Chapman, and I'm Katie DePala Silverman, no. You always delay. (laughs) She's recently married, not even a year yet, so we'll give her time to really embody the new last name. Uh. Okay, speaking of that. (laughs) Oh, speaking of that, right? Recently married. Recently married. Working on the babies.
0: But you're really the boss on this topic, Olivia. Oh,
1: the CEO of Motherhood.
0: Yeah, the CMO. Chief Mom Officer.
1: Yeah, I mean, don't take any parenting advice from me. (laughs) Disclaimer, but. Okay, but actually take this
0: parenting advice. Yeah, okay, okay. Running a business with kids. Raising a business while you're raising your kids. Yeah. I mean, for you, like all of that really happened.
1: At the same damn time.
0: I still remember where I
1: was when you called me to tell me you were pregnant. It's so funny because, oh, where you were?
0: Where I was when you called. Oh,
1: yeah. You were one of the first people I told because I was like, what are we going to do about this? Well, I was also your coach at the time, so I had a confidentiality agreement. And I think that's also why I told you because I am – this is the most honest I've probably ever been on the podcast, but I wasn't sure if I was going to have a baby or not. Yeah. Like, I was pregnant, but I wasn't sure. And I had that choice, which, um, of course, knocks a seven now, so – He's here, but it was a very scary time for me because I had literally just turned down the bonus at my teaching job, quit the teaching job, moved a couple states over to be with my boyfriend, living with him, and three months into that, find out I'm pregnant. You had sort of walked away from it all, walking into the next phase,
0: Mm -hmm. but the next phase was sort of like more than you had
1: bargained for. Way more than I had bargained for, and then shortly thereafter... Greg, who is my kid's dad, was he was in the Air Force, remember this? And then he decided that he wanted to leave the Air Force when I was pregnant to pursue his DJ career. And so we move, mm-hmm. when I'm about three months pregnant at this point, to Nashville. Yeah. That was a whole... Th- so ev- everything was happening really fast. And I get a lot of... I have a lot of conversations with new entrepreneurs or young moms. We have so many women who just don't want to go back to corporate or don't want to go back to their full-time job after yeah. having babies and then they're like, but I don't know how I'll be able to manage a business and children. And yeah. I'm like, well, I don't know any other way. I, I could feel like people listening to this and being like, oh
0: God, well like I definitely can't become an entrepreneur because what if I also get pregnant or what if or what if or what if. Yeah. But I feel like being, you know, in your life through all these years. Actually, having kids has been one of the biggest things that's kept you accountable to yourself. Of course. Accountable to the business. And I mean, I remember you saying, and it's so funny that you say, like, you can't give, like, Mother, mother, parenting advice. I mean, I'm I a little
1: like, bit like rough around the edges when it comes to parenting. I'm not.
0: Yeah, like but a- but like you're making it work, and there are plenty of people out there giving advice who definitely shouldn't be, right? True. Yeah. And also, you turn you turn on Instagram, you open Instagram or look on TikTok or like, and you're seeing so much differing advice. Too. Yeah, yeah. So I think the best thing that we can do is talk about what has worked for us. Yeah. And One thing you would always say is like. When people would complain about their busy schedules, you would say that having kids actually helped you optimize your schedule. Yeah. And that you got so much more done having kids because you were so much more efficient and you didn't have time to waste. Right. That always really hit me hard.
1: And it's like we talk a lot in coaching about like taking the next best best action or taking a direct action or what can you do in this very minute to move you closer to your goal right now. Right. Right. We call it like do now goals or whatever you want to call it and i think that when i was first starting an entrepreneurship i was la dying a lot like yeah. let me make more changes to my website and let me you know take 3 hours to create a canva image to post or you know a lot of putzing. right you know and when i realized i was about to have a baby who was going to require a significant amount of my time right i was like oh my god i have to get clean this up so much and what i realized was i had way more time like I think I was working in my business maybe two or three hours a day and making more money than I was making before, hands down, hands down. Well, you start to think about things differently too, right?
0: right? So if you're listening to this and you don't have kids and you're not like in that phase of life... I would use something else. Like for me, I feel that the example was like being sick. I was sick for a decade. I think it was ended up being like 12 years till I got cured of Lyme. You know, I talk about this a lot in my book. I, I talk about the story, but I feel that I only had so many good hours. Right. Of a day. I still, yeah, I
1: got that. I got that. No, but like
0: when I was like truly felt even capable. <clears throat> like yeah. if you're from like the chronic illness community at all or that means anything to you, like people talk about this concept of spoonies and like we only have so many spoons a mm-hmm. day and that like you have to choose wisely about how you use your spoons, right? And for people with chronic illness, it's often about energy. Less than time. So for me, I only had certain hours where I would get a burst of energy and then I would like do something and then I would be exhausted. I like literally remember getting on a coaching phone call at the time, like we didn't even use Zoom. So, like, which I'm so grateful for because it wasn't weird that I was like only on the phone with people, but I would get on the phone with people. I would typically be taking them like coaching calls from my bed mm-hmm. and like the lights, like the The curtains would be drawn because, like, I was so sensitive to the light. Like, I was just using whatever energy I had. I'd get off the phone and, like, I'd get in the bathtub. Yeah. And I would, like, write out the notes. And, like, I just worked with what I had. So it doesn't matter. Like, we're talking about kids here because it's such a big thing for women. Can I have kids and have a career? Can I have kids and have a business? You know, and then, like, there's the first kid and then there's the second kid, which is, like, a whole other – Experience. Yeah. I'm sure. Do you want to talk about that a little bit? Like
1: having your second kid, how that changed things? I want to go, yes, I will talk about that. But I also want to go back to what you were saying a second ago about like drawing the curtains and working from the bathtub. And like whether it's children or illness or anything that's taking away your energy, maybe it's even a really demanding job that you are not ready or able to leave yet. Yeah. You have to love your business enough that it feels worth it to use that little bit of energy that you have or those bursts of energy that you have right like you have to really be I don't know how else to say it but like be in love with your purpose and and be in love with what you're doing
0: and 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 be like nourished by your business right
1: I feel like having
0: the mindset of my business is a drain to me. My kids are a drain. My partner's a drain. My full-time job is a drain. Oh,
1: that's going to kill you.
0: It's going to like completely wipe you out, right? But if you're like, you know, in general, my kids nourish me. They take a lot, but in general, they nourish me. Like- you know maybe your full-time job is fully draining you or maybe you look at it as like no my full-time job
1: is my investor and you can reframe things like that maybe not long term but definitely to get by
0: definitely and like to just get through these periods where we're not fully ready to like pivot or yeah. take something off the table or make a decision it's okay to be in in between yeah Oh my God, Liv. People are always coming to me asking how to make six figures as a life coach. And I'm like, what? Like
1: it's hard. It's easy. If you just go to class to get our free class on how to make six figures in your coaching business, all you need to do is text the words six figures to 813-212-8869. Again, text six figures
0: to 813-212-8869 to get our free class on how to make six figures as a life coach
1: today. Now let's get back to the episode. I'm not a huge fan of gray area in any area of life, but there's value in it. And I think you have to be in there sometimes to get to the next level or the next space. Um, But I do think that at the end of the day, it's the passion and it's the why that drives us, just like with children. Like, I I do joke, like, sometimes I hate parenting. Like, I don't want to clean up another mess. I don't want to wipe another ass. I don't want to (laughs) fold another pair of tiny ass underwear or pants. Like, it's not, you know what I'm saying. Like, moms will know what I'm saying. It's like, of course, there's fulfillment in that and knowing that it's taking care of the kids. But I do it because it's actually like I'm in love with them, right? Like I taking care of them nourishes me. It's not so much in the tiny little details. It's in the bigger picture. Yeah. And so I think sometimes we resist little parts of our business even because we can't see the bigger picture. Yeah. Um. Hopefully that's making sense. Like we yeah. do it because we're in love with these aspects of our life. And also like, you know,
0: having your business be a place that nourishes you. So, you know, if you're a coach, like a lot of us need to make an impact in other people's lives in order to feel fulfilled, like coaching, leading, managing, building things, like seeing our ideas and our visions come to life is
1: actually very, very fulfilling. 100%. I've always thought that coaching and now, like leading the team, which is, I think, is very similar in many ways. Like it's such a back to being for me. Yeah. Like there's been so many times where I'm like, I have no energy. I don't want to do this today or anything. Like it's even like the gym, though. You think about it. It's like 100. I, I hate that I know that I'm gonna feel better after the workout class now or the run or the walk, but it's yeah. true, right? And sometimes we resist these things that bring us back to being. But I've always thought that I'm like, gosh. Sometimes I'm like. I actually feel like, okay, sure, I'm coaching you, I'm supporting you, I'm leading you, whatever, but I feel like the one who's winning. Like, I feel like the one who got something out of it.
0: Well, I just feel that we have all of this, like, love and energy that we're born into this world with, and like, the way we actually experience it is through giving it away. Yeah. And it's like we don't like if we just hold it all in. It's the same theme as like why do we as women feel like we need to be in a relationship like and pour our love into someone? It's because we're overflowing. Right. But it's like it's like unless that love has somewhere to go in a re- into a relationship, into children, into a business, into a client, back into the world, we don't get to see it like do its whole recycling or upcycling or whatever you want to call it process. Right. And then it just like stays stagnant inside of us and it doesn't ever really fully become alive.
1: Yeah. One of my mentors had told me once a few years ago, she was like, I think I was going through a heartbreak. I don't think I know, but I remember, you know, everyone's like, just love yourself. Just love yourself. And I'm like, I really am. Like, I'm really like working on loving myself and doing all these self-care practices and taking care of myself better than I've ever been before. I looked better. I was healthier. And I remember being like, but I still have so much more. Like, I still feel like I have all this love. And she was like, if you are, if you still have a lot of love, you know, leftover. She said, go send it to all the women in the world who don't have it. Mm. And I think she meant energetically, but I think about that a lot in terms of IGC. And it's like, w- w- this is also a place where I get to go and like pour into other people, you know, in this in-between of like finding my husband, email me. <laughs> just kidding. <laughs> but I think it's, I think it's a, we have to put it somewhere. Um, but that's kind of off the topic of the kids thing, but you're like, you like want to have kids and you're such a planner, such a planner that you're like already changing your schedule and your lifestyle to prepare for the children.
0: Yeah. I mean, I'm definitely thinking about it. I was feeling like a year ago, like I was so burned out. I didn't know how I could add something else to my plate and You know, that has been an interesting evolution and experience for me trying to understand, you know, what do I want the next phase of my life to look like? What do I want it to look like with kids? Like, will we have kids? You know, I mean, there's so many variables, Mm -hmm. but I think like looking at our lives and trying to understand from a higher level, how could all of this work together? And we, you know, in coaching, we're taught that like you get to have both. Yeah. Right. Like you get to have, like, so often we want things that seem like opposing forces. And, you know, unfortunately in our culture, this hasn't completely evolved. Like women do have to make a lot of choices sometimes when it comes to kids and, you know, childbearing and work and, all of these different things. And so, I don't know, I was starting to have some of these conversations with myself and think about like, well, what do I really want? What do I want my life to look like? And what kind of parent do I want to be? Like, I grew up, my mom stayed home. She didn't work, you know, I want to say like in a traditional sense, but like she was truly like a homemaker. That was Mm -hmm.
1: her job. That's a full-time job. I mean, I've like thought about it, you know, like. Oh, it's definitely full-time. I I can't even imagine doing, I feel like that job would be hard to do full-time it's very, it's a lot. Like, that's what my sister-in-law
0: does. Like, she is busy, like, from, you know, the minute the kids wake up to the minute they go to bed. And then, like, there's stuff you're doing before and after. Like, it is full-time, right? But my point is, like, I didn't grow up with a mother who, like, had a job, like, a a career, a traditional career. It was different because it was her family's business, but we don't need to get into all of that, you know? And my dad worked. And so, for me, like, I can't really imagine doing that. Like, I feel like my career is such a big part of my identity. Mm -hmm. But there were obviously a lot of things in my childhood that I attribute to my mom's, you know, choice that I did benefit from. And so, like, how do I have my own mix of that? Like, what does it look like? You know, and then my husband grew up in a family where, like, they always had a nanny. Like, Mm -hmm. that wasn't, like, a word that we even knew. Like, even my parents are like, a what? Yeah. A nanny, like, daycare. What? Like, they just don't. Yeah.
1: I didn't grow up with that, but I prefer it now. Yeah. What? A nanny and daycare? Well, I mean, yeah, but that's because I work. Like I I do have a little bit of a hard time understanding the women who don't work and also have full-time nannies, but they exist.
0: Right. Well, I mean. That's okay.
1: But... (laughs) 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 <laughs> <laughs> then maybe you should become a life coach with <laughs> extra time. You a business. Yeah, what are you going to But one of the things that you said, too, it's like, how do you fit them both? Or like, what could that look like? And I think it could look two different ways. Like one being you integrate, right? You integrate your business and having kids and like, it's a whole lifestyle, which I feel like is what I have to do. Mm hmm. And then the other thing is, like, maybe I do believe that sometimes you can have it all, but you can't have it all at the same time, right? So I do think that there's ways to, like, not shut down your business by any means, but, like, turn automated things on Mm -hmm. or, you know, focus on income streams of your business that require less on time, Mm -hmm. right? Or, Mm -hmm. like, restructuring your business model in advance to be able to create that. Or, you know, knowing if you want to... You know, get pregnant next year. Maybe you're, you know, increasing your client load or raising your rates the year before mm-hmm. or making other investments or savings. I think sometimes people think so much in terms of like, but the next client or like, I only have, you know, the income coming in each month. I do think that there's ways to like plan when you have. Yeah. Essentially, an unlimited income ceiling when you're your own.
0: Do you think your purpose in life is to create invoices or remind your clients that they have more appointments to schedule? Not at all. You're a coach because you love creating transformation for your clients, and that's why you need to check out Paperbell. Paperbell powers your online coaching business, payments, appointments, contract signing, client management, and more. It's so simple to use and it'll give you so much relief and ease in your coaching practice. You just send your clients one link, one link, and Paperbell does all of the admin and onboarding. Your client pays you, they sign the contract, they self-schedule their appointments, and you can even add an intake survey or deliver a welcome packet. Paperbell does it all. It's like having a VA that's there 24-7. And it's so quick and intuitive to set up, even if you're not tech savvy. Paperbell is a one-stop shop that does all of the boring admin stuff so you don't have to. Get started with a free account at paperbell.com podcast. Also... If you don't make plans, like if you have an unplanned pregnancy, which so many people do. Myself included. Or if you have a... You know, or, or if you're just living your life and you don't sit down and think about, okay, how do I want it to look? Or you're like, I'll figure it out when I get there. Yeah. That's okay too. Because a lot of times like our best ideas don't come until we have these moments where things are like kind of condensed and you have to make a split decision. Yeah. Sometimes if we think about things too much, and I'm certainly guilty of this, we overthink and we obsess and we try to make it perfect. Mm-hmm. And it's 100% never perfect. Right. So, you know, one could argue that, like your the way things have worked out for you, like making these like game time decisions has actually led to so much of your success
1: right. and i I think that it's also because I never I don't think I could ever not work. Do you know what I mean? Like even when I was having both the kids, I do think that if I were yeah. to God willing have another child. Um, I would take more time to enjoy the baby moments and take more time off. But just because of the way life was happening and those times, and you know, when Knox was born, my older son, Greg was working like all the time. Like, I never saw him. So it's like if I didn't have the business, I would just be like twenty four seven with a baby and I'd right. lose my mind. We were living in a city where we had no friends or family. Like I like leaned on growing the business as like my joyful time. I mean, obviously, I was enjoying having a baby. But you know what I mean? If you know, you know. Yeah. And then when Maverick was born, um, I honestly think I could see the end of my relationship with Greg coming. And that one, I think, was a little bit more like I need to you know, keep working and keep moving this thing forward because I don't think this relationship is moving forward. Yeah and um i think that if i were to do it again i would probably take a little bit more time off and enjoy some of that yeah but i can't even imagine like i've thought to myself like okay what if i you know marry a very wealthy man who doesn't need me to work or doesn't want me to work and i'm like i would still work
0: do you know I, what i mean like it's yeah. weird i
1: just and not everyone would agree And I think I might work with a little less pressure, perhaps, and I wouldn't have to be like the, you know, provider masculine energy in the home and the mothering energy all the time, which, you know, is hard raising boys and having to be both alone. Um, But I don't think I would not be able to work. I think it's like so much
0: you know, about identity too. Like this is just a, as much a conversation about time yeah. and money and energy as it is like identity and who you are in the world right? how you want to be seen. And like, I mean, there's a lot of women who take time off when they have kids and then they start to like really freak out about like, well, what am I going to do when my kids are older? You right? Know? And some <sighs> people ride that through. Like my mom started working when I think – my youngest brother Bo was like seven or eight. She went back to work. But, you know, it's it's really such a personal choice. Yeah. But I think that some of the ways to look at this are to think about, you know, how do you want to use your time? What do you want your days to look like? And do you know, does work fuel you? And that's- like does it make you a, a different
1: woman for your partner, for right. your kids? Like it's like going back to the nourishment conversation. And I was thinking as I was kind of hearing myself talk a minute ago, I was like, it almost feels weird, like calling it work. Like I don't, I mean, sometimes there's aspects of, the work that we do in our company that aren't the most enjoyable. Like, you know how I get on a billing meeting. It's like the devil comes out, right? Like, I don't like those meetings. (laughs) Right. Like, everyone has to pay taxes. Right. There's aspects of it that are not like, what is that book where it's like, if it doesn't give you joy, throw it away. And I'm like, "Mm, can't throw away the billing meeting. But my point is, in general, I don't feel – like even good calling it like going back to work. or I would still work. It's like, no, I would still live because as corny as it may sound, it's like I would still like live my purpose with or without having kids. You know what I mean? Like I would still want to do that, whether I was, you know, had someone else to provide for me financially well, and it's like, or what not. What are you doing?
0: Like you can only go to so many workout classes, drink so many green drinks. I and don't even like want to go to
1: any more workout classes. I don't know what you're doing.
0: I'm just saying like if you're not like working right on something and right and I know women, that could be so many things yeah. like you could be volunteering you could be doing right, pro bono right. work, like, and
1: like maybe that's what it would evolve into eventually or something but I don't think I, I think I would like literally like my soul would die if I didn't have some like purpose-driven passion-fueled yeah. project or company that I was working on. I mean, I could see myself, like, getting more involved with the kids and, like, the PTA and their football and basketball and all of that. But, you know, in time.
0: Yeah. I think so many women, too, feel like, Having their own money is empowering. Girl. Regardless of what kind of financial situation they come from or they married into yeah. or they're partnered with or whatever. Like just having something of your own.
1: My Grammy Pat just taught me to always hide your own money. And like I remember when she <laughs> passed away. God bless her soul. She, I know she's here right now. Just found so much random money all over her house. And she was always like that. And so was my my aunt who was her daughter. Just always, you know, always keep your own no matter what happens with a man. Always keep something for yourself. Yeah. And, you know, again, take it or leave it. But I do think that if I didn't have my company, I like don't know what I would have done when, you know, I, I I was privileged enough to take the kids and leave a bad relationship when the time came. I wouldn't have been like, I think that many women get stuck because they don't have enough financial means right. to get out of a bad situation. And I often thank God that I was able to do that.
0: You were privileged, but like, let's not paint this picture like you just had all the money in the world. Like, you worked your ass off. To I was, worked, it
1: out. I mean, that's why I didn't even take maternity leave or a day off after having my second son right. because I knew I was preparing for an exodus. <laughs> like, right. There was no. I can't sugarcoat it. I can't be like Lottie. I wasn't, I was never not working for a good few months because I needed to secure the bag, if you will, and be able right. to make a move if I needed to. And it's a shitty position to be in. And, but, but if you've been through it, you get it. And it's like, you have to be. Right. Ready, unfortunately, because the only person you can ever really count on is yourself. And I'm not saying don't trust people. I trust people far too easily. But, but that
0: could be like, let's say you have a trust fund and like you're just banking on this money forever or, you know, whatever it could be like a situation where you're in a marriage or a relationship and you're trying to leave. or it could be like you've been getting, you know, support from, a grandparent or a parent and, like, you don't know how long that's going to last. Like, I just really feel that we as women – or you could even, like, look at, like, your job. As being like, oh yeah, my job's so consistent, my job always pays me, then your job lays you off, off. yeah. Or your company shuts down. Right. Like those are realities. So people say like entrepreneurship is unstable, but going back to what you just said, like you can the, the most reliable thing in your life is you. Yeah. But you have to show up and be reliable to yourself. Yeah. Which means you have to do what you say you're gonna do, you have to follow through. When you set goals, you have to actually set deadlines, and then you have to work backwards to make them happen. Like, this isn't a joke. This is your life, right?
1: You're not going to be able to plan every aspect, but you can show up.
0: No, it's not a dress rehearsal.
1: And you have to just go all... I mean, you have to be willing to go all in on all of it all the time, and it's a lot, but... When I say go all in on all of it all the time, I also mean, like, rest and relaxation and fun, too, right? Yeah, Olivia loves her housewives. Let's not – Yeah, I'm totally – I'm like, how many more episodes do we record before I get my nap, right? But I'm serious. Like, I will go all in for work, and I will go all in for the kids, but I will also go all in for myself and all in for, like, whatever rest or self-care that I need. Yeah, I mean, obviously, 80 percent of the time to me is like great in taking care of all the aspects of my life. But I think one of the things that I we wanted to touch on in this episode too is like you can turn anything into an excuse, right? Sure. Like I'm too tired. I don't have enough money. The kids, the kids me. are in the way. I need the or they need me for something, and it's like. We need to stop turning obstacles into excuses and turning them into the why, right? Like, oh, my kids are not an excuse why I can't work. They're the reason that I'm working. I may not spend eight hours with them straight on a Saturday afternoon, but I spent four hours with them and then I spent four hours on myself for the business, depending on what I need. You know what I mean? Hi, it's Kalia, IGC coach training grad and six-figure certified coach. I know you're here listening to these incredible stories of successful coaches and wondering, when will it be my turn? I'm sure you entered this year with the goal of finally stepping into your purpose. And there is no better way than enrolling in IGC's internationally accredited coach training program. Enrollment is open now and it is your turn. So take the first step by going to interglowcircle.com forward slash call right now and book a free call with me. Your six-figure certified
0: story starts today. We've been talking about this with certain things going on in your life, which is like, how do you turn this into something empowering? Right. You know, and we always have things that like we're going through. Like even, you know, with Adam and I, like we were hoping to get pregnant really soon. Like it's not happening. Like it's just taking longer. But I feel like I'm listening to life, And I'm like, okay, well, maybe this time is not supposed to be for that right, right yet. Maybe like we're supposed to spend more time focused on our marriage. Maybe I'm supposed to spend more time focused on the business. Maybe I'm supposed to like isolate these things. And, you know, we, we live too much in the future sometimes right. where we're waiting for things to be different. Right. And like, this is the other thing, right? Like, of course, like in the midst of all this, we go on a family vacation. I'm with my nephews. I'm like, that's a lot of work. Like, it's all a lot of work, right? So you don't want to wish away whatever phase of life you're in by wishing things were different. You have to understand, how do I turn this into an opportunity right now? If you have an excess of time in the moment, then then you utilize the time, right? There's also so many women who like are sad their kids are going to school because like that's been their whole life identity well like again is it your excuse or is it your opportunity
1: right right and it's all of it right it's time it's money it's children it's any energetic force in your life you can choose how you interpret it and what you do with it right like my kids of course there's situations like where like you know, you have to pick them up from school early or, you know, something but thank happens. thank God you like that. chose a job where you could work from home when you need to. Right.
0: Like, you'll be on a meeting and you're like, I have a sick kid
1: at home. Work I was in a group literally of on a meeting going back and forth from him, like, vomiting and back into the meeting.
0: Well, and, like, the thing is, like, you have a career where not only can you physically be in both places at yeah, once. Yeah, The women around you are understanding of that. Like, you don't yeah, have some, that's
1: like, it, that's dude true.
0: breathing down your neck being like, this is unacceptable. Can,
1: does that even exist anymore?
0: Oh, Yeah, I mean, I'm sure. Like, oh,
1: Yeah, I guess I'm so far withdrawn from that culture. But yeah. Wow. So yeah, it's a little bit of an integration. It's mixing them both. It's looking at everything as, as much as possible. And I am no like super optimistic, see the glass half full with everything kind of person necessarily. I mean, I'm definitely more optimistic than pessimistic, but I will say like, it takes a conscious effort every day for me to see all of the little pain in the butts as opportunities. Mm Mm-hmm. It's a conscious effort. So I'm not saying like it's automatic. I'm not on autopilot to be like my whining kid is like, oh, is this is such an opportunity for me to practice gentle parenting. Also, what is that? <laughs> <laughs> but like, I I can click it and say like, okay, I, when I see my kids having, you know, fun at football or basketball or soccer or whatever, I'm like, this is like, I'm like working for them and I'm also able to enjoy them. So it's kind of the best of both worlds. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And then yeah. I will threaten them and tell them no more Jordans if they don't clean up their dinner plate or yeah. do everything that I say. So it's working out well.
0: But someone asked you, <laughs> this is the last thing, but someone asked you earlier, um, what do you tell your kids when you're working a lot?
1: I mean, I to- I tell them that they can't like get everything they want if I don't work and I tell them that like, you want to know what I also tell them? I tell them that I send a check to Santa for all of their <laughs> presents. And just so they know that Santa might deliver them on the sleigh and let his elves build them, but mommy still paid the bills. I like that. But I like them to know that, like, I think it's important that they know that I work hard. And they never hear me complain about work either. That's my parenting advice. Send the check to Santa and don't complain about the things that you actually love.
0: <laughs> all right, guys. Thank you so much for joining us on this episode we really hope that wherever you are in your life, you got some juice from this. Live, thanks for all your vulnerability and all your parenting advice. I'm gonna go just try to love make them. a baby.
1: Thought- <laughs> you go make a baby, but your husband's not here, so I'm concerned. <laughs> but here, at the end of the day, it's just love. Love your business, love your kids, and then everything else will be fine. I love I yourself. Love yourself. Like good night. Mm-hmm.
0: Bye. Let's face it. The world needs you and your
1: clients are waiting. This is the year you make it happen and become a six figure certified coach doing exactly what you were called to do. If you loved this episode, give us a five-star review and share it with someone else who's ready to make moves and answer their calling. We can't wait to see you next week and help you make your first or your next six figures as a certified coach.